Tuesday, January 15th on The CW from the executive producer of The Vampire Diaries and The Originals comes the incredible story about making contact. Get ready for the highly anticipated arrival of the new series Roswell, New Mexico, when Liz Ortega returns to her sleepy, legendary hometown of Roswell, where she's reunited with high school crush Max Evans, small-town cop with an extraordinary secret. Drawn together as if by some unforeseen force of attraction, Max reveals to Liz that he's an alien who fell to Earth during the infamous UFO crash of 1947. From another world, he and his brother and sister have lived their entire lives in secret, never telling a soul the truth about what they are or the mind-blowing powers they each possess. When Max's family finally finds out that he has broken their vow of secrecy, events are set in motion that will rock the entire town of Roswell to its core. Don't miss the unbelievable new series, Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesday, January 15th, only on The CW. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And he's back, William Forston, New York Times bestselling author, One Second After, a Ph.D. in history from Purdue University, specializes in military history and the history of technology. He's the one that brought us the story about the power grid, what could happen if it goes down under two scenarios. One would be a solar flare from the sun, and we've been lucky lately. We've dodged some big ones. Now, in the 1800s, there was what was called the Carrington Event, uh, we didn't have a lot of electricity then. We had the telegraph system, but uh, that was huge, and that just burned up the telegraph system. If that would happen today, our power grid would be finished for a long time. And, of course, an EMP attack, a pulse attack of a detonated nuke in the atmosphere by a nation that wants to take us down. William back on Coast to Coast as we will update you on this ongoing campaign to bolster the grid. William, good to have you back, my friend. George, it's always a pleasure to be with you. I'll have you update us in just a second, and for our new listeners, tell them a little bit more about uh, the power grid and stuff. But with all this talk about building border walls along the Mexico-U.S. border, why don't we take that $5 billion and fix the power grid, which you've estimated would only cost half that much? Uh, George, from your lips to uh, God's ear, it's it's an absurd question, actually. We're talking about an investment of between 20 to $100 per citizen to ensure that we have a power grid in the event either of an enemy attack or a flare uh, from the surface of the sun that's intense enough to peel through the magnetosphere and hit the electrical grid. How foolish, how foolish can we be not to put that investment out there? I know it. It, that, that should be a top priority. Uh, sometimes when I think we're getting close, uh, I get all excited, and then nothing happens. It's been, you know, it's, 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 it's a political circus. We're, we're looking at gridlock, and gosh, you and I have been talking about this for 10 years, and at least twice, I believe three times now, bills have actually had bipartisan support in Congress, in the House, get up to the Senate, and one or two senators kill it. Unbelievable. we got to get those names and spread it out on the program. Uh, Mikowski of uh, Alaska is the big one. All right, folks, if you live in Alaska, just uh, pelt his office and tell him you want this thing passed. What's going on with our buddy Peter Pride these days? Uh, you know, I haven't been in touch with Peter recently other than to see his uh, articles that he sends out every three or four days. Peter is the lonesome warrior. Uh, I'm just awed by the guy. I call him the godfather. But he's doing a lot of publications still, 
and all the way up to like the Wall Street Journal, putting out the warning but not being listened to. No, but well, you know what? Eventually, they will listen to us. And you know what? It's going to take. Sadly enough, something yeah. something's going to happen. We're going to have some kind of X flare from the sun that may not shut down the entire power grid, but it'll be a wake up call. I I just know something like that's going to happen. Isn't that tragic? Yep. Isn't that tragic that we have to wait until something happens before we finally start putting up the fence over the United States to protect us from either EMP or CME? Well, let's talk first of all about the solar flare, the X flare from the sun that could take out the power grid. Tell us technically what happens here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. CME stands for coronal mass ejection. Storms coming off the surface of the sun on a regular basis, almost daily. Um, if they hit us head on with enough intensity, it disturbs the magnetosphere, can actually peel it back, picture pushing your finger into an inflated balloon and the BB in the center is us, that then cascades down to the Earth's surface. Every single wire out there becomes an antenna, picks up the overload, cooks it off. Just like now, that. Gone. What, what's the probability? I actually wrote it into my, my current book, 48 Hours. To demonstrate the probability, I have somebody standing in the Astrodome holding up an orange saying, this is the sun. I have somebody 50 yards away running around in a circle holding a BB saying, this is the Earth. Now, if once a day the guy holding up the sun fires off a uh, magnum round, What's the probability he's going to hit that person, particularly if he's blindfolded? One in a thousand, one yeah. in ten thousand. But suppose we did that for 100, 150 years. Suddenly your number comes up. It sure does. That's where we're at right now. Now, in a lot of people, just so they can understand, a coronal mass ejection is not a burst of fiery sun that hits us and kills us all that way and melts the planet. It doesn't happen like that. This is no. this 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 is almost like electromagnetic pulse that will shut the grid down. We die because we don't have electricity, no running water, no services. Uh, they estimate over a year, three hundred million Americans. William, uh, yes, the uh, congressional reports on two thousand four, two thousand eight, and there was also a smaller report that came out recently. Uh, worst case scenario. We're looking at a 90% die-off rate. And people, I mean, George, you and I have talked about this in public a dozen times. You first say 90%, people say, you're crazy. Where does that come from? Well, it's not that you're going to be irritated with something that will kill you directly from the sun, which is something else we'll talk about later. It's because if the electricity is off, where does your water come from? That's right. Uh, average town has between 3 to 21, 25 days' worth of food on hand. You can't go to your ATM. Banks won't have enough cash. There'll be a run on the banks the first day. Can't get gas. Can't get gasoline. You're, you're shut down. If it's in the dead of winter when this happens, you're going to freeze to death because your furnace goes down because your electricity's not working. If it's in the heat of summer, you're not going to have any air conditioning. I mean, we're back to the Stone Ages. Then, here's my other concern, William. We haven't really talked about it a lot on the program, but let me ask you this. A lot of people, you know, will take advantage of some weak individual, uh, sadly enough, but that happens. What happens 
if we're crippled as a nation, then I want to talk about what happens to the rest of the planet if they get hit. But what happens to us as a nation if the grid goes down, so we've been, you know, we've got two arms behind our back now, and then you have a country like Russia or China that may not get hit, what are they going to do to take advantage of this? They're going to destroy us. George, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an underhanded question, of course. Uh, let, let, let's go to other players. North Korea? Do you think he's going to load up a boat with emergency supplies to help us? I doubt that. Yeah. Iran? Nope. Or even, even a terrorist group that gains access to a couple of weapons of mass destruction. You pull us out of the power structure of the United States, both, I mean, out of the world, both physically, <clears throat> excuse me, both physically and in terms of politically, you have global chaos. Yep, you sure do. Now, electromagnetic pulse, that's something similar but different from a CME. Explain. Okay. Electromagnetic pulse, EMP. What happens is if you detonate a relatively low-yield nuclear weapon, we're not talking about a megaton weapon, we're talking about something three or four times the size of a Hiroshima bomb, which is still pretty wicked bad, you detonate one to three of them above the continental United States. Worst-case scenario, over Ohio, Kansas, Nevada, or Utah. It sets up an electromagnetic disturbance called the Compton the Compton effect cascades down through the atmosphere, hits the electrical power grid, does the same thing we talked about with CME, feeds through the grid, short circuits it off, and literally one second after, we've lost a war. Poof. It's done. It's what the military would call an asymmetrical first strike weapon. What are you more concerned about, the CME from the sun or an EMP from a nation? That's asking me, you know, the old question, do you want to freeze to death or do you want to... Yeah, or get hit by a car. Which way do you want to go? They're both bad. Uh, Either way, it's bad news, and I believe it is inevitable that both of them will happen at some point. Now, the EMP, of course, is directed. What about this solar flare from the sun, the CME? Uh, Do you have to be facing the sun as a planet in order to get hit? And then what happens to all the other countries that are on the backside of the planet that aren't facing the sun at that time? The intensity of most CMEs are such they last long enough that the Earth could go through a full rotation. Ah, okay. So over 24 hours, everybody gets it. Yeah. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.